1: Over the middle, intercepted, Wolfolk again. Wolfolk the other way at the 30, the 40. Wolfolk to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick, the heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line, Hood standing to Williams' right. Williams gonna throw, one-on-one. Davis has it, touchdown. Carolina wins, Carolina.
0: Heel Tough Blog Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnata, with you as always. And today we take a quick look at the Tar Heels staff changes on the offensive line. The Tar Heels have a new offensive line coach, uh, in part because of a guy leaving to go somewhere else, followed by a quick turnaround hire, so we'll tell you a little bit about that. And uh, we'll also sit down with Deems May, former Tar Heel tight end and now a current member of the Tar Heel Sports Network. He does some work on the pregame show. Him and Dave Nathan usually get you ready for games when it comes to the Tar Heel football side of things. So we'll talk to him a little bit about uh, the offensive line move. Uh, we actually talked to him the day before we are recording this part of the podcast. So uh, you will hear him talk a little bit about Stacy Searles Moving on, um, we will not unfortunately be able to get his opinion on the new hire for the Tar Heels, but uh, we will uh, talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about his son getting ready to go to Carolina as well as a preferred walk-on. Uh, that's that's uh, you know a pretty cool storyline going on for him. He's very excited about that, and then we will also uh, talk to him a little bit about the direction of the program as a whole, where they go from here as they head into. Uh, a crucial year under Mac Brown in 2022. But let's start out with that news that we were telling you about really quickly. Uh, we'll walk you through what exactly happened. So this started yesterday morning, um, r- right around probably the noon time, a little bit earlier than that. Uh, there were rumors that were coming out from. It started with on three sports. Uh, they were reporting that. Uh, There was going to be a change on the offensive line for Carolina that Stacy Searles, the offensive line coach, was heading to Georgia in the same position. Uh, That was eventually confirmed by Inside Carolina talking with sources in the program. Greg Barnes broke that on their side of things and uh, it became official. Carolina then moved on in their search. Uh, For the time being, they put Kevin Donnelly in that spot, which was a spot where Carolina probably felt pretty comfortable. He's a guy that was a former offensive lineman under Mac Brown. He had been around the program for a couple of years as well and also was forced into a similar situation back in his time at UNC Charlotte when uh, back in 2015 then-offensive line coach Phil Radcliffe unfortunately passed away uh, and he had to take over kind of on the fly. So they felt comfortable with him in that situation. He did actually coach out there today the first day of practice for the offensive linemen. Don't know how quickly the replacement is going to get there, but uh, they they do have that guy. As of this morning, right around about 10 o'clock, Carolina does have their new man. It was first reported by Bruce Feldman as a rumor, later confirmed by Ben Sherman of Inside Carolina that uh, Jack Bicknell will be the guy that will take over uh, as the offensive line coach for the Tar Heels. Now... He's a guy that is just about as experienced as you can get. This is an outstanding hire for Carolina, especially where they're at in terms of getting prepared for the season. Um, Bicknell was probably getting himself prepared uh, for Louisville uh, for their preseason activities in the spring. So uh, this is a great move for Carolina to go out and get him. Part of the reason why he probably ends up leaving Louisville, it is just one year that he was there, but uh, he does have a relationship with Phil Longo from his days at Ole Miss. He coached there for three years from 2017 to 2019. And uh, in his time there, pretty successful, pretty average numbers in terms of tackles for loss uh, and sacks, but a major, major improvement uh, from what Carolina has had to deal with when Stacy Searles has been in place for the Tar Heels over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, uh, he's a guy that's been around the block more than a few times and, Typically, when he's been on the offensive line, they've had, their offenses have had pretty good success. He's got NFL experience as well. He coached at the highest level as an assistant offensive line coach with the New York Giants, with the Miami Dolphins, and then was the lead offensive line coach for both Kansas City and Pittsburgh at times in his stint in the NFL. Prior to that, he was the head coach uh, at Louisiana Tech from 1999 Two oh six. So this guy is as experienced uh, as it gets, and uh, this is a significant step forward. It feels like for Carolina to get a guy uh, that last year, you know, came in and took over a Louisville team that had very similar issues to what Carolina did a year ago. Uh, they, they, they were a team that ranked actually one hundred and twenty eighth in tackles for loss. Um, They ranked uh, somewhere in the mid-90s in terms of sacks, but he turned that around pretty quickly this past year. Um, They did a tremendous job of protecting the quarterback this past year. They allowed just 20 sacks the entire season, uh, which did rank inside of the top 30 in the country, uh, as well as they uh, were a team that finished with just 65 tackles for loss allowed this past year, which was tied for 38th Uh, so Carolina is hoping that they are going to be able to get that sort of turnaround uh, with him in place there now of course they've got to figure out some of the personnel side of things there but uh, this feels like a a pretty big step up in the on-field coaching area at least for Carolina now on the recruiting side of things, Stacey Searles did some good things for Carolina there. Of course, he did bring in Zach Rice, uh, who is the high easily the highest rated offensive line prospect that the Tar Heels have gotten in the modern recruiting era, and actually is the highest rated offensive recruit overall that Carolina has gotten in the modern recruiting era. So uh, that was a big gain for him. He's done a really good job on the recruiting trail with not only guys like guys like Rice, but also you had Eli Sutton who we brought in last year, Diego Pounds. Um, Carolina's gotten better at recruiting the offensive line, but uh, they are kind of hoping that maybe uh, the change in, in scheme and the fact that he has worked with Phil Longo and the offenses were pretty successful in his two years there will be able to bring them a lot of success in his two years There with Ole Miss, Uh, the the Rebels were a team that uh, put up a lot of points, put up a lot of yards on the board. Um, His offenses, since he returned back to college football in 2017, he has worked, of course, the three years at Ole Miss. He had a stint for one year with Auburn uh, during the COVID season and then did go on and coach at Louisville this past year. Uh, he has had just one of those offenses finish outside of the top 30 in ter- terms of total yards of offense. So a guy that should be able to come in, help Carolina's offensive line, uh, do enough to keep the production where it has been at over the last couple of years, and hopefully will be able to help this team protect a little bit better. So a great hire from Mac Brown and his guys on that front. Well, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, We'll come back, and of course, as we said, we are going to talk to Deems May, former Tar Heel tight end, one of the voices of the Tar Heels for the Tar Heels Swartz Network. He does the pregame show with Dave Nathan. We'll talk to him about the offensive line hire, his son going to Carolina, and much, much more right after this on the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. We want to tell you about DraftKings. If you're a Hoops fan... And we know there are some of you here. Make sure you check out the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. I'm talking between the leg 360 windmill good. If you're a Miles Bridges fan, he may pull that out at some point for you here. Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code T-P-P-N, that's T-P-N. P N bet just one dollar on any NBA team and get one hundred fifty dollars in free bets if they win. That's promo code T P P N at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Twenty-one plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibitive, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8 Hope and Y, or text Hope and Y to 467369. We are now joined by a guy that is part of the broadcast for Tar Heel Sports Network on the football side of things, a guy who was a former Tar Heel himself as well, played under Mac Brown. Uh, It is Deems May, the former Tar Heel tight end and a member of the pregame broadcast on the Tar Heel Sports Network. And uh, Deems, how's it going, man? Uh, Thanks for joining us here uh, as we get ready and and get prepared for the start of spring camp.
1: Uh, It's going well. uh, Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, always exciting time, kind of like the birth of the new year here. So um, interested to get down and, and, and see some practices and. I know we'll touch on it, but a lot of, a lot, it sounds like a lot of things are changing and a uh, few injuries here and there. But obviously the biggest thing that I think everybody's uh, looking forward to, to watching is, is the quarterback battle, as always.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, we'll have to ask you about that because you do know a little bit about one of the guys that is going to be a part of that competition. But as you referenced there, there are some changes that look like they are going on with the football program. And, you know, right before you came on, actually, I was, uh, you know, talking a little bit about what is expected to be a move on the offensive line. Stacey Searles uh, reportedly could be heading to Georgia as their offensive line coach. Um, you know, so, Deems, uh, what do you think about the move if it does end up being confirmed of, of Stacey Searles leaving Carolina to go to Georgia? And what type of effect do you think that it has on this Tar Heel offensive line unit?
1: Well, I'll I tell you, I, I, the timing isn't real good. Um, you know, but I, I, it's better than, than a week before the start of fall camp. So, I think you got to kind of look at everything uh, in, in perspective. Um, let's face it, Stacey, um you know, this I mean, he's going to the national championship team. Uh, it's a great opportunity, I'm sure, and and a lot of good talent down there. But, um, you know, on, on the flip side of that, the, the success wasn't there. I, I think he was frustrated, too. Um, we just didn't produce last year, and, and I don't know if, 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 if there were some conversations about this or, or, or Coach Brown got caught off guard or whatever, but the fact is that, that the production was not there from the offensive line last year. And maybe a fresh start is good for everybody. Um, I, I think that's the way that, that, that Coach Brown will look at it, and I think that's the way fans and players will look at it. And congratulations to Stacey's great coach, won a lot of games, uh, made a lot of good offensive linemen get to the pros, and, and made some good young men out of them as well. So, uh, best of luck to him. But I, I think maybe I mean, you got to look at the, at the bright side of things sometimes. You know, this is a fresh start for everybody, and 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 and, and we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, one other question that I wanted to ask you about this offensive line. You were on back in, I believe it was like April of last year, may have been a little bit later than that, on the show that I am a part of here at WFNZ uh, on the Mac attack. And you told our guys that you were a little bit concerned by what you saw from the offensive line. I believe it was probably in like June that you joined us because you were saying in spring ball. What concerned you so much? What? How, how were you sort of able to see this coming with this group, and how do they fix that going
1: forward? Yeah, Anthony, I think it was it was the week of the Virginia Tech game, um, or it may have been back there. But I, I remember Mac always saying that that I was you know I was pretty pessimistic. But I, I don't know if I was pessimistic, but there was something uh, from that offensive line that, that a lot of people that, that got to watch some practices and a lot of people I talked to that there was just something missing, and, and I don't know if it was. You know, there's so many things you can look at. And, and was it talent? Was it uh, technique? Was it want? Was it toughness? Uh, maybe a little bit of all. Um and, and it just, you know, we had some great players two years ago. And, and they make a lot of people look good. And we had some great players last year. And things just didn't go well. And, and I, I just didn't see the urgency. I, I didn't see, I, I thought our pad level was high. I thought we played too high. Um, I just saw some things a couple times coming into the season and 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 in the spring that that just calls for concern and unfortunately I was right and, and you hate to be right when it's like that but yeah you got know, to you got to look in the in, in, in the in the windshield now not the rearview mirror and um and we we'll just got to got to go to work I, I do know this if Kevin takes some through spring it, it's going to be a tough spring for those offensive linemen that are there uh, he he's one of the toughest players I have played with and against and and it'll be it'll be fun to watch but I'm sure Coach Brown's got a small list. Uh, I hope Kevin maybe get a shot. We'll get a shot at it, but um, there was something missing, and 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 I think that, you know, no matter who the team was, I think Stacy probably had we had we won the ACC, would he have gone? I, who knows? You know, but this was probably a, a fresh start for everybody.
0: Talking to former Tar Heel tight end and now current member of the broadcast team, Deems May. And uh, look, we're we're talking to Deems May the second. How about the fact that Deems May the third is going to be a part of this Carolina roster next year? Uh, He, you know, an edge rusher out of Myers Park High School, ended up committing as a preferred walk-on just about a month ago. So, you know, how special was that moment for you to see him be able to commit to the next level and, and to do it to the place that you went to to play under the coach that you played under?
1: yeah i you you summed it up as bad, as well as any father could you know you can you can probably hear the smile on my face it's just um playing for coach brown uh it just it, you know it was i, I tell you anthony it, it you know it just prepared you for life after football and and i was fortunate enough to play um a good, good little amount in the n f l but nothing nothing i did in n f l uh has has attributed to any success i've had after after football it's all been been going to the university of north carolina being able to meet the the alumni, Coach Brown, teaching me who to meet, when to meet, how to handle it, um, just everything that that you would want to to have for your son uh, to play it, to play for is there with, with Coach Brown. And and there, there was it came down. We were really fortunate. Um, yeah, COVID had had them in the spring, and, and the juniors didn't get out. You know, there was no camps. There's a lot of kids out there right now that are really really good football players that that didn't have the opportunity to get seen or evaluated, and maybe right on that fringe. And so. Uh, uh, little Dean's and I, and I and the family we're, we're really fortunate we're really grateful that, that he had this opportunity he came down to Davison and, and and North Carolina and I think he could have played a little early probably played some third down next year at Davidson, and but um you know it was a smaller school um he came from the largest high school in the state and he, he just had been growing he's been nowhere else the whole any fall Saturday he's been up until this year he's been He's been in Chapel Hill, so I, I don't think we were going to get that out of him, Anthony. I think that was in there the whole time, but he really did consider some other schools, And, and, and but there's no, no one I'd want him to play for more than Coach Brown.
0: Yeah, he, he was definitely one of those guys that I don't think got enough recognition for what he did at Myers Park High School, and look, that's a place that's had a lot of success, and a lot of it was due to a guy that is going to be a part of the quarterback battle for the Tar Heels this upcoming season. That's Drake Bay, um, and you know, you got to see him in high school really take over his last couple of years and i think he's got a real shot at, at, in this quarterback competition you know we got a preview of it a little bit against Wofford. what do you think going into this competition is 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 this a competition that you think he is capable of winning is he the favorite right now what what do you think
1: oh gosh it'd be hard without talking to to feel uh long ago, you know in detail about it right now um I, I, you know I'm not. I'm not the most objective on this, Anthony. I'm pretty subjective as being a, as, as a teammate to his dad for one year at Carolina, and 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 watching him, you know, come up through high school. But I've seen a lot of good players. I've done the Manning Academy uh, for 19 years down down in in New Orleans, and um, seen a lot of a lot of great quarterbacks, and seen a lot of high school ball as well. And and Drake was probably one of the most accurate high school passers that that I've ever been around. How does that contribute? Now, I don't know. You know, but accuracy is, is what you need. He's a he's sneaky athletic, really good basketball player. Um I, I think I think people will, will be surprised about how athletic he is. And and obviously Criswell is, is very athletic um as well. So um yes, he can win it. Absolutely he can win it. Jacoby can win it. Um, you know, you always think about this. If you have two quarterbacks, you have one, but that that's not the case right here. Right now, in this day and age, you better have some players. You know, that can play and, and back up and you never know what's going to happen. As we've seen, there's, there's always a big difference between, you know, spring ball and, and fall camp and, and when you get going. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a point where um, you got to battle and, 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 and just see what happens.
0: So, you know, what do you think about the guy that just left that position? He leaves those shoes behind in Sam mm-hmm. Howell. You know, people are kind of all over the board on him as a draft prospect, but, you know, there, there were some really good things that he did for Carolina. I think, you know, it's, it, it's probably pretty clear to a lot of us that are around the program and follow the program that he is the greatest quarterback to ever come through Chapel Hill. What do you think about him at the next level, and, and do you think that there maybe is a, a certain spot uh, that he fits better than than another?
1: Again, a, another subjective view here. Yeah, I, definitely the best best quarterback that's ever come through Chapel Hill, and and I don't think it's close. Um, I, there, there were some great ones back then, but what he did, and, and as a true freshman, and and turned the program on a dime. You know, just his his demeanor in the pocket. Um, yeah, he was just he was a battler. How he we kind of pivoted to to more on the running game because of our, our struggles on, you know, up front and, and, and struggles, you know, out getting, getting open some, um, I just, you know, great example, great, great kid just, just played hard. And, and, but the best quarterback we've had, uh, I was at the senior bowl of, um, for a few days during practice and, and you're right, this, this NFL draft doesn't have that, that one, you know, consensus number one, um, you know, you, everybody talks a little bit about Malik Willis and, and Kenny Pickett and and the kid from uh, Ole Miss and it, it, the list goes on and on. But there's not a lot of separation from all of them right now. Um, I, but I, I tell you, I I wouldn't bet against Sam Howell um, being being the best out of all of them uh, in the next two. It, when when we look up two to three years, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be fun. It, it really will to find out how how he's adapted. But but he's gritty. Uh, he's gonna. Pre- he's not gonna get out prepared. Um, he may be a little short in the pocket or whatever they say. But he, he you know, he makes plays and and he's tough as nails. There's, there's not a tougher quarterback in the draft right now. I can't wait to see where he ends up. He seems to me that and he'd be a great fit at, at Pittsburgh. You know, it's just a gritty town. Uh, always gonna have a good defense. Great coach to play for. Uh, he just looks like a Pittsburgh guy to me. I'm just hoping for that. Or you know, even here in in, in Charlotte over over a Detroit or, or somewhere else.
0: Yes, that is the one scenario that I am hoping to avoid. Personally, as a guy that um you know just wants to see him have the most success. I'd love for him to end up with Bruce Arians in Tampa, but we'll have to see if maybe that actually comes to fruition. Um just yeah, to,
1: another another good spot could be Atlanta. You know, I don't know how how much longer Matt Ryan, but you know Right. When you see these guys come out the best case scenario always is, is normally sit a year or two behind a, a veteran that, that can really teach you a lot mm-hmm. but then again you look at the other ones that come in and start you know they're usually going two and 14 or they're the reason they're going to bad teams so I don't know how much as much as he's been hitting the last couple of years I'd like to see him get behind you know maybe sit and watch a year you know but but that's just ideal I think we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens
0: yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that that probably would have been the best scenario for Mitch Trubisky back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. But alas, here we are. Uh, really quickly, Deems, just wanted to ask you two things about this upcoming team this year. You know, let's start with the defense. You know, they bring in Gene Chiswick, Charlton Warren, both guys coming back basically in co-defensive coordinator roles. But Gene's going to call the defense. When it comes to success in year one, of the second tenure of Gene Chiswick in Chapel Hill. What are you expecting? Because as we heard the other day, there are a ton of injuries that this team's going to have to navigate in the spring, which sort of throws a whole nother wrench into this defense that really wants to start showing some signs of improvement.
1: Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm I'm more excited about this than, than just about anything else coming up for, for the season um, uh, other than my son going to Carolina. But um, just, uh, you know, without – Looking and or talking bad about anybody, else, just some calmness, uh, you know, just some 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 just some simplicity on on the defensive side of the ball, just uh, lining up and, and knowing what gap you have, not thinking when the ball's being snapped. Um, you know an, an even front with with a couple coverages and and let's just see what kind of talent. I mean, everybody knows we've been recruiting well. Uh, let's see what kind of talent we have. Let's not be looking at the sidelines when when the ball's being snapped. Let's get into a simple even front or even an odd front. He's gonna he's gonna do an even front. He's gonna have a couple coverages, a couple blitzes, but let's just let's just go play football and 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 that's it and not be thinking a lot. There's nothing worse, and I can say from experience, nothing worse than having to be thinking when the ball's being snapped, because then then you just you can't play football if you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen here, this or that, and the other. If I've got a simple task, and I know I've got the A-gap, the B-gap, or the C-gap, or I've got deep third, or I've got deep half, or whatever it is, that makes football so much easier. And I just think that simplicity is, is going to be the key coming up.
0: So last thing that we'll ask uh, former Tar Heel tight end, current member of the broadcast team, Deems May. You know, coming into last year, one of the things that we heard from Mac Brown a lot, and even as the year went along was that you know the expectations were something that Carolina had to deal with, and you know they didn't really do a lot to earn them and As the season went along, Mac Brown said, "Look, this was a team that didn't live up to those expectations um and now it's about sort of getting that chip back on their shoulder. He said that on Tuesday, you know when it comes to this upcoming season." What kind of expectations can you have for this team that is going to be you know, going through a change on the defensive side of the football, is going to be having to replace their starting quarterback, and, and, and try to find some stability on that offensive line? Where do you think a good spot is for Tar Heel fans to have their expectations right now?
1: That's a, that's a great question. While, while I think about it... I, 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 I'd like to say that I, I think that it doesn't matter who we have as an offensive line coach or defensive coordinator or whatever. We're going to, have to get behind this NIL deal. And I, and I know it's probably the elephant in the room. I'm on the Heels uh, for Life board. This is something we need to get behind. Or it's not going to really matter. Everybody talks about, you know, uh, that it's going to change the game. Well, it's here. And until they put some rules around it, if we're going to continue to enjoy the all season successes of recruiting We've got to get behind the NIL deal. I don't. If you don't like it, it doesn't matter. It's here. We've got to do it. We've got to find ways to attract guys to the recruiting class. As far as what we built up into this, Anthony is is. Of course, there there, there there was disappointment. Um, but man, we've we've recruited well. Um, we've got some talent. We've got some depth. This thing starts inside out. You know, it really does. And, and no matter what you look for, if you go to any coach in the country, no matter what level. If you're going to ask for somebody, you know, do you want the best wide receiver out there or do you want the best left tackle out there? Ask, ask the Carolina Panthers that. You know, I mean, what do you want to do? But we have to have – we have to be built from the inside out, and that's where the football starts. So uh, you, you hear Coach Brown talk about being better in the red zone. Or, 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 when, when are you best in the red zone? When you've got an offensive line that comes off low, hard, and, and, they're, and they're just mean and, and nasty. And defensive guys that are getting upfield – and 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 creating pressure. We look at, you know, rarely do you see a team like the Bengals get to the Super Bowl uh, with an offensive line like that. But they a good quarterback and had a good couple of breaks. But you know, their their, their offensive line let them down when it counted. You have got to start up front. And I tell you, if we can make some progress uh, up front up on the offensive line, simplicity on the defensive line, um, get out to a good start at, at the opening of the season, and get some confidence going with whomever the quarterback is, and then i think we'll be all right but but it's going to start up front on both sides of the ball
0: well let me ask you really quickly uh, about heels for life you mentioned that there you know for people that maybe don't know exactly what that is and 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 maybe need some clarification on how that helps nil uh can you explain that to us real quick
1: yeah there's a group of us here that we got a board that, that we started and and what we do is we concentrate just for the Nil deals for football and and we tra- and we match up the players with with different charities or different ways for them to be able to to make some money off their, their name, image, and likeness. And it, it, it's, it's not a lot of money. It's not Texas $50,000 for every offensive lineman. But, you know, not everybody's going to go to Texas. But these kids, you know, once you get to the point where, where you're coming down between the school and the southeast and you've got a chance to, to make a little money while you're playing football and have some walking around money, we want to make sure that we match these guys up with whether it's a car dealer, a restaurant. Uh, any kind of business that we can, whether they're selling, you know, their T-shirts for fun and selling hats and and just doing some things, as long as it doesn't take away from the preparation on the field in the classroom, then we think it's okay. It's here to say we know it's it's the right thing to do, and we've got a good group here, and we're just trying to work to keep up with with all the big guys in the, in the SEC that that are making this a a, a huge priority, especially um, out in Texas as well. There. You know, there's a lot of things going on, in Hills for Life has a, you know, we're we're at www.hillsforlife.com, um, or .org. I can't really remember, but there's a way to, you know, to give some neat merchandise to be able to support your, your your football team, and 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 not have to, you know, um, worry about people coming in and poaching your players like they tried to do in the off season. There was a lot of teams that came in; that were just offering huge NIL deals, and we were able to hold guys you know, into the fold um, and, and be able to, to, to make a little money, have a little money for the summertime and get ready to play football. So if you have the means and you love Carolina football, we encourage you just to, to give what you can. And, and we'll have some fun with it. We'll do some autograph sessions. We'll do some meet and greets. We'll do some things after games. We'll do a lot of different stuff uh, that that will be fun to kind of get around and, and get to know these kids because they're good kids and they deserve it. And, and and right now it's just where we are. Anthony, this, this is mm-hmm. the name of the game right now until it changes. If we don't if if we don't join the crowd, we're going to get left in the dust. It ain't going to matter if we're running an odd front or even front, or who our offensive line coach is, or who our quarterback is. We'll, we'll be we'll be left in the dust if we don't get behind this.
0: Yeah, it is heelsforlife.org. Make sure that you guys check that out. I do have some Josh Downs merchandise that is going to be coming in here soon as well. So yeah, I am on board uh, with the NIL stuff, and yeah, it's it's something that uh, is an element uh, going forward, and and I think. The, the staff so far has done a really good job of adjusting to it. The athletic department has done a really good job of adjusting to it, and it's really great that uh, you guys are you know going about it the, the way that you are and, and, and creating an avenue that sort of helps these young men get, get through it and understand exactly everything that goes into it and create some of these great events uh, as well. So that is uh, Deems May. Make sure you guys check him out on Twitter, at Deems May, and, of course, you can check him out on Twitter the Tar Heel Sports Network, he and Dave Nathan have the pregames for you on the football side of things. Hey, Deems, thanks for stopping by with us, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, take care and uh, best of luck to uh, you and, of course, your son, Deems May the Third as he gets ready uh, for his career in uh, Chapel Hill. We uh, hope to talk to you again soon. All right, buddy?
1: Appreciate it, Anthony. Uh, thanks for having me on. All right.
0: So we want to thank Deems May for stopping by with us. Uh, Great stuff with him there, the Tar Heel's former tight end and a part of the Tar Heel broadcast network. Make sure that you guys check that out uh, throughout the season. He will be a part of the pregames. Looks like still going forward with Dave Nathan, and he does a tremendous job there. So uh, if you guys are big listeners to the games, make sure you check him out. Also, again, on his social media feed, at DeemsMay. On Twitter, so that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the podcast. I uh, want to encourage you guys to uh, head over to the social medias at HTB Anthony for my personal page uh, at HT uh, or at Heel Tough Blog for the official Twitter page, and then the best place to check out all of the content is over on the Facebook page at Heeltuff Blog on Facebook. Just search Heel Tough Blog in the uh, tab at the top of the page for the uh, search bar that'll bring you to that page and when you are there make sure that you like and follow the page we would greatly appreciate that also you can check out the podcast wherever you check out all of your major podcasts at apple podcast google podcast spotify iheart radio tune in all those great sites we are there make sure that when you are there you do subscribe so that you don't miss an addition to the podcast so we want to thank Deems May for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels!